Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time to sit for a spell. Hello! Hi! Welcome! Hi. Welcome to Sit for a Spell podcast. I am James. I'm Jess. And um, it's been a lot of stuff has been going on, guys. <laughs> been <laughs> like we you always know, tell you, yeah. it takes a you know couple weeks sometimes for us to get some news mm-hmm. because we film these or film them, we record them in advance. But ooh, yeah, man. the last time we did this was two weeks ago, and everything been, has uh, happened in these past two weeks. <laughs> It's been a doozy. It's been a doozy of a news cycle. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know what happened. You yeah. you watched the news. You were there. Probably. You were there. <laughs> Couldn't get away from it. No, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Um, we'll just say, please vote. Please. We're what twenty today? But today it's twenty three days today. Twenty three days. Sunday. We got our mail-in ballots. Um, well, we would have gotten them in the mail yesterday, but we got our mail this morning. So mm-hmm. they were in there. I'm very excited. I'm going to go to a – I am going to go to an official yellow box. I'm not going to just put them in the mailbox because some people are being shysty. Yeah, I'm going to take – I'm going to drop them off at my polling place. It's like literally like two minutes yeah. down the street. So Well, and I – I can hold on to mine if I wanted to and drop it off at my school site because my school site's a polling place. Oh, fun. But um, it's not fun. (laughs) Just because it's, you know, when you're trying to park at work and your work is also a polling place. Oh, true. um, But yes, go vote, even if it's out of school. I don't care. Do it. But um, I think we're going to take it just to an official yellow box. We'll just look one up just because, I don't know, it's fun. Take a picture. Register cool. to vote. Um, I will vote.org or I will vote.com, vote.org. Um, we have the links in our Instagram bio. Mm-hmm. Very, 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 very important that we vote. Yes. Something like 7 million people have already voted. I know. It's like this world record, man. It's, record. it's like, I think it was something said like 75 times the amount of people mm-hmm. who voted at this time in 2016. Yeah, it's crazy bananas. It's which I'm very proud of everybody. I don't care. I mean, I'm just proud that people are voting because you know how I feel about voting. Yeah. So. Most of the time, only like 30% of eligible voters ever vote. Yeah, and this is a lot of voting. <laughs> it's crazy. It's tons. So get out there, everybody. Make your voice heard. Um, you know how we feel about the candidates. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to be yelled at again about it. So Mm-mm. Do your civic duty. Yeah. Especially if this you're thing. a woman. Yeah. We haven't been able to vote that long, you guys. No, we haven't. I'm not even. No. Just, we have not. It's <laughs> <laughs> <This> all another. <laughs> We're just going to release a elections episode. <laughs> I know. Mini-sodes. Yeah. We'll have just 10 that. listeners. And it'll just yeah. be me agreeing with myself it was like like, yes re-listen to the episode that gesture knows what she's talking about oh man (laughs) in other important news 
um, the Bly Manor came out. Yes. I was only able to watch one episode. I watched the whole thing. <laughs> I watched it all. <laughs> we, were talking, we were talking about it. We were like, should we talk about it on the podcast? I was like, I might be able to watch like two or three episodes by then. No, yeah. I watched the whole thing. I watched one. Everything. I couldn't uh, stop. I could not it stop. Was, I So I saw some reviews that some people maybe didn't like it because it moves slow, I guess. And I can kind of see that in the very beginning of the first episode. Um, but those ghosties, man. It's definitely, well, I mean, Hill House, I feel like Hill House <clears throat> is slower. I, yeah, right? So. I don't know. It's no. definitely the same feel. Yes. Sure. The atmosphere is the same. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. The acting is, um, it took a while for me to get used to the accents. Yeah. Took a while. Yeah. But actually, everyone's pretty good, I think, the with their kids, accents. Man. The kids are phenomenal. Um, but it's, it, um, without spoilers, it takes off. And it's just kind of like boom, 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 like after yeah. the first couple episodes. So, yeah, you're going to love it. I slept with my humidifier light on and I'm 33 years old. <laughs> just from the first episode? Just from the first episode. Oh, it's going to get so much worse. <laughs> well, when we watched, when we watched um, Hill House, it I couldn't sleep. Like. Yeah. Because we've talked about it before. It's ghosts that get me, you know? Yeah. It's like, I can watch slasher movies all day long and be fine. Yeah. It's ghosts. Because yeah. ghosts could really be there. Yeah. The could. likelihood of Jason coming to my house is a lot less likely than a ghost. True. Like, you could have a ghost right now. Right now. But Ugh. Freddy Krueger not behind you. Or that fool who likes to hide behind the goddamn doors. Who's that? My husband in the, in the show. Oh, <laughs> my husband kept stopping it, and he was like, "Look, look!" And I'm like, "I can see it." I was looking at the memes, and it was like uh, the ones, you know, the one from Community with like Chang, and he's like looking at the little piece of paper. He's like, "Oh, uh huh." It's like me watching Bly Manor, looking for all the hidden ghosts before the BuzzFeed articles come out, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel so when we first watched Hill House, no one really new or like it wasn't a thing right yeah everyone knew and so i missed like two-thirds of them oh yeah i don't know if it's because i'm looking now but i feel like i saw all of them and i don't feel they're as hidden yeah yeah i I yes that's hidden but i think that's for a reason and i don't appreciate it i'm sure yeah i'm sure mike flanagan was like well let's not do the same thing again you know like I'm sure something will come out Mm -hmm. that will be like, oh, dang, I did not see that, you know? Oh, yeah, probably. So I'm just waiting for those. But that first episode ended on a cliffhanger, and I'm like... "Mm -hmm." I'm so glad we can binge Mm -hmm. this show, because I would be so mad. I know. We'll watch more tonight. If we had to wait. I know. There was already an article on BuzzFeed this morning it was like Bly Manor ending explained. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah, wait a minute. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> what happened are- to like 70, 72 hour like courtesy time here? <laughs> like, give me a minute. It's been 48 hours. Yeah. I mean, uh, watch. It's only nine episodes. I know. We'll watch so probably like two more tonight. Watch them because 
It's really good. It's, I don't know, you can't really compare it to Hill House. It's a different feel. Yeah, it's a totally different situation. Different situation, different story, but it's just as well done. Yeah, because I don't think this is spoilery, but Hill House is a haunting. Uh, It's haunting emotionally, Mm -hmm. physically. It's It's haunting a family. Yeah, and this one, it's a ghost story. It's literally a ghost story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really cool, and I really like that. You'll see good. I mean, when you watch it. I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> Want to look for more ghosts? Uh, it's so good. I love that actress. I don't know her name because I don't know anybody's name. but The main one? Yeah. Victoria something. Victoria something. She played Nell in um, the other one. She's you know, so- that was her first role. That was her first ever role? In Hill House. Yeah. Oh, goddamn. She's so good. So good. One more thing before we jump in. I mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. a tarot reading done. Um, our good friend Trina Cat Tarot on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Love she her. had a giveaway and I won. I swear it wasn't mm-hmm. rigged. I actually mm-hmm. legitimately entered. And my friend Rhett won. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, so I had that reading last night and it was very... It was like I called Jess afterwards and I was like, yeah. oh, my God, I was like so excited and like weird. I was just talking about it. Everything that we talked about, I'm very excited. It was very – she's so intuitive. It's very – it was very, very – so intuitive. Yeah, it was super spot on. She gave me a lot of um, – a lot of clarification in like generally what to do next, you know. Nice. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people have been feeling – lost or stagnant or kind of just like for sure I was telling a friend from my old job um because she you know we were like oh who have you been talking to blah 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 and I was like I feel like I went into like this little cocoon you know and I'm just like waiting like I'm sitting Mm -hmm. and waiting and like nothing's happening nothing bad's happening but like nothing fantastic is happening either I'm just kind of like yeah living on you know five out of ten here yeah so which came up in the reading and she gave me some really good advice about you know like my job like a job a career a passion to pursue things like that so yeah be on the lookout because this is definitely one of my biggest passions here doing Mm -hmm. what we do here right now so I'm excited I was just like I was like very energized and very excited about it. So you were you definitely were. go um, at Trina Cat Tarot. She's so good. She'll do everything um, over mm-hmm. Zoom or over Messenger. We did on Facebook Messenger. It was just she takes her time and she really t- listens and gets to know you and lets you. She like wasn't like obviously I've known her for a long time but she wasn't like pumping me for information but she yeah. was she was letting me kind of guide where the cards were going i mean she has no control over what what cards come out mm-hmm. but just seeing her work it was it was really really cool and um i'm definitely going to be getting another one soon so go and book her she's um she's very good you know i don't know what else yeah. to say. she's just really good at it <laughs> she is very good yeah she's very good very honest mm-hmm. very intuitive yes yeah perfect yeah yeah i could do it 
And also in keeping an eye out, I want to talk about it at the beginning. So I don't know how many people listen till the end, but, um, <laughs> so this episode will go up on, um, October 15th and on October 17th on mm-hmm. Saturday, we, um, officially launch our one year anniversary slash Halloween mega giveaway. It's turned into and a mega giveaway. It's turned into a mega giveaway. Um, I've said it before. It's kind of, I call it a divination box because that's just kind of how it came out. Um, I don't want to tell you what's in it yet. You'll see the pictures on Saturday. Um, But this is definitely a giveaway you're going to want to jump on into. Because first of all, it's a ton of stuff. Like It's a ton of stuff. Like we've talked about before, Jess doesn't know how to not keep buying things. I don't. For these giveaways. Um. It's a ton of stuff. It's a ton of really cool and really, really useful stuff. So, Oh, this stuff is are things that you will hold on to for quite some time. Yeah. They're, they're, they're substantial pieces. They're not, um, yeah. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah. It's like actual, like, yeah. Like, like, um, actual key things. Components. Yeah. Key pieces. That's the, key yeah, pieces. that's the word. Yeah. Key pieces that you will need to even if you're not an expert even if you're a beginner Mm -hmm. this is definitely a good it's like a whole kit you know it's yeah it's really really cool and we will have two um runners up and Mm -hmm. and those will be obviously smaller prizes but still very useful very cool stuff yeah they're they're cute and they're super fun small but definitely useful yeah Mm -hmm. for sure we don't like to give things away that are just like meh (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like trinkets or, you know, you know, it's... Oh, I forgot to show you. I'm going to show her something that you guys won't be able to see, but this was the other thing in the giveaway. Oh, yeah. Isn't it? so cool. It's so cool. That's That's so gonna be, cool. Yeah. People are going to love that. They're going to love it. I love it. <sighs> I wish I could win this prize. I know, right? I almost bought myself double of everything. I was like, no. <laughs> and most importantly, <laughs> you will be getting a Sit First Bell podcast sticker. Mm-hmm. Hey. Woot, woot, woot. Should we sell stickers? I don't. We should, maybe. I don't know. Let us know, guys. We don't have a Patreon just because, like, want stickers. Do you want a Patreon? I don't know. Should we do? I don't know what Patreons do. We should look into it. <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? I We've mean, talked I'm, about it before, but Jess is a yeah. teacher. I. Um, am a student of the world. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a job right now. <laughs> COVID. Um, COVID. And this is a two-man operation, you know? We just, we do this ourselves and we don't get paid. We do it because we love it. But mm-hmm. I would we like to figure something out. Yeah. Patreon, huh? Even if it's a Patreon, just like, I don't know, maybe crowdsource for merch question mm-hmm. mark you can't see the faces Merch. i'm making i'm mm-hmm. making questionable faces maybe <laughs> mm-hmm. Can we voice look at it who knows who we'll knows about it we'll talk about it okay but anyways now that what are we doing today jess now that our news is covered or our i don't know what to call it our lengthy traditional introductions um <laughs> 
we are continuing along quite nicely with spooky month um so today is october 15th and it's the halfway point for halloween Yay. Oh my um and the yeah right so well today when you listen to it, it's the halfway point um we are trying to get some topics that i don't know not necessarily are creepy spooky but just are more i guess on the ominous side of things mm -hmm. um and i this topic we've talked about it before but um this one and i mean if you're listening to the episode you know what we're talking about because of the title but it's hexes <laughs> slash curses slash jinxes slash whatever you want to call it um mm -hmm. and i wanted to do it in october not that people like traditionally hex each other in october <laughs> but just because yeah. it's more one of those Mm, yeah it's a topic that people are don't know sometimes don't know spooky little taboo little maybe misunderstood yeah. you know definitely misunderstood when i did the research i was kind of in the middle and now i'm on a clear side mm. <laughs> okay um i'm pretty in the middle Maybe I'll sway you. Yes. You don't know which way I'll sway you, but maybe I'll sway you. <laughs> mm. I'm always looking um, to get swayed. Mm. Mm -hmm. I turned it into an argumentative essay. <laughs> You're like, no, this is the point. Uh, okay. So I got my sources from Ancient Origins, of course, Wikipedia, um, Crystal Cult, and The Traveling Witch. The Traveling Witch was super helpful. She has a um, blog. Super cool. So... Mm. Um, I'm gonna, sorry, not sorry. I don't know if people don't like that, but sorry, not sorry. The history of this I dived into and it's pretty long. So Let's do it. We expect nothing right. less from you. No. So, um, let's just start off with a curse. What is it? I'm going to go back and forth between, between saying curse and hex. They're the same thing. So mm -hmm. a curse is any expression or wish, um, that might have some form of adversity or misfortune that will befall or attach to one or more person's place or object. Hmm. That is the definition. So um, it might refer to a wish or pronouncement um, that you push forward with intention, spiritual power, magic, so forth and so on. Yes. Okay. Um, you can involve your spiritual power. You can involve your gods, your deities, your spirit um, guides. You can involve natural forces such as the elements um, or anything else in the Wicca witchcraft spiritual world. Okay. Um, just like any other craft practice, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you can... Um, Make them very short, make them very long, make them reversible, make them not reversible, make them short term, make them a lesson, make them physically harmful. You can really do whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, it's up to you. So um, as long as human history has had deities or the supernatural or power of magic or anything like that, there have been curses always. Yeah. Um, it's always been entwined with human nature because people piss each other off and <laughs> they want to <laughs> do something about it, you yeah. know? Um, so it's you always natural. think about, oh, my, like way back in the day, right? Like, oh, my, my farm is not doing well. And it must be because like my neighbor got mad at me and they put a curse or something, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, it's always, always. Um, it could also be bad luck. So 
um, back in ancient history, people would believe that if they upset the gods, they would be cursed. And so that was one of the reasons why there was a lot of um, what we use today as altars. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, right. Yeah. In, uh, Greco-Roman culture, the indoor temples to appease um, the gods. Small. Exactly. Yeah. And you would have your altars with your foods and things like you would have grapes for Dionysus or things mm-hmm. for Aphrodite, whoever your home deity was, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, this is really cool. So there's been uh, found um, cursing tablets cursing tablets Hmm. and um these had started in ancient greco-roman society and they attempted to harness malevolent spirits or the wrath of powerful gods to this says damn their foes i like Hmm. that i like that Um, they would be binding spells and they would be scratched into the surface of thin lead tablets which now we know is a carcinogen don't do that paper um just use paper (laughs) the tablets would then be rolled up nails driven into them and put underground and that's why we were able to find them um so they ended up at the bottom of wells nailed to temple walls or buried with the dead which i'm assuming that would have been a very intense curse um sometimes the tablets would appeal to the underworld gods um i in my research i saw a lot of pluto Hectate, Persephone, um, mm. while other times that the writing would just simply name the victim um, and what they wanted to happen to them. And some of them were like, I want them to die. And I was like, yeah, well, that's a little intense. Let's back <laughs> it up a little. <laughs> yeah. What happened here? Let's talk it out. <laughs> What's the story? Um, so there was one f- tablet found. This is one of the more recent one. I mean, more recent, not like 6,000 years old or however long I think I'm exaggerating <laughs> on that 4,000 years old. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so one tablet says, I curse Tresia Maria and her life and mind and memory and liver and lungs mixed up together mm-hmm. and her words, thoughts, and memory. Thus may she be unable to speak what things are concealed nor be able. Wow. So Tresha Maria knew a secret. And <laughs> what I didn't want from that. And she didn't want anybody. <laughs> Someone didn't want her to spill the beans. <laughs> she must have been like the town gossip or something. She's like must have been. She found out, and I know she's going to tell somebody. Oh, for sure. This just cursed her memory, liver, and lungs mixed together. She's <laughs> a Louise. Okay, yeah. that's some heavy stuff. Let's jump forward to the medieval period. Um, Medieval period curses were very prevalent. They were all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, This is, I thought this was so fun. I'm sure it wasn't fun at the time, but I think it's fun. (laughs) There were book curses. So like, say you had a very um, expensive book, right? Because in the medieval period, books were done everything by hand, right? Right. The binding, the drawing, the illustrations, the color, all done by hand. Right. And everything, 
the, all the materials had to be made by hand. So um, books were extreme priceless, you know. Yeah. And so there were curses in books um, to keep thieves away. Um, and so this was also used on tomes and scrolls. Um, the medieval Catholic Church um, had many of these books after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and these curses would be used in these Catholic books um which is interesting but i mean we know that religion kind of melded with this the yeah the the other around this time period Mm -hmm. so um curses were written to warn would-be thieves of dire repercussions such as excommunication or damnation so this practice dates back to pre-christian times and was also used in the earliest library so they would be inscribed in like the very front of the book Mm -hmm. Like you open the front page and then right there would be like a curse. Like the like, who takes this book will. Oh, like well, I have mummy. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched that. <laughs> I love that movie. So the books in the collection at the Library of Nevea in Mesopotamia. God, if you haven't researched Mesopotamian human culture, go do it. Um, so they have various curses. And in what reads as a threat against copyright infringement, one mm. said... Whosoever shall carry off this tablet or shall inscribe his name on it side mm-hmm. by side with my own may assure and belit overthrow him in wrath and anger and may they destroy his name and posterity in the land. Wow. For a, for a book. Well, I mean, <laughs> how hard was it to make a book back then? Yeah. Extremely difficult, as yeah. I said. So. So I don't know who those um, deities or gods are, but in Mesopotamia, it was a polytheistic culture. Um, So, I mean, they don't sound like they were very nice, maybe. Maybe people just kept messing with their books. Tired of uh, this guy over here writing his name in all my books. I know. know? I'm going to write write curses in all my books. Do it. (laughs) Just my random, like my, all. my Nora Roberts a paperback, <laughs> paperback Nora Roberts from like 1992. <laughs> he whoever shall take this, touch book. this book, and then I like give them away all to Goodwill, and some like 42 year old woman finds it. Uh, it's all right; she'll be fine. It's fine. Um. Okay, so continuing. The idea of curses and jinxes, it's all over the place. It's found in all kinds of holy books, and it's even in the Bible. So there's a generational curse is mentioned multiple times. It's mentioned in Exodus, and it's mentioned in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Yeah, you know I don't read the Bible. Um, Deuteronomy, (laughs) right? Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy. Sounds like Deuteronomy. 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 Um, Deuteronomy. I don't know. You guys know you. It's that cat from Cats. <laughs> That's his name, Deuteronomy. Name? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> oh, from the musical Cats. Okay. Don't watch Cats, guys. It's horrible. I'm gonna watch it. We've been meaning to watch it because we want to see how horrible it is. Yeah, it's a good hate um, watch because it's bad. But yeah, yeah, that's what we want to do. Yeah. So. God warns that he is a jealous God punishing the children for the sins of the fathers all the way to the third and fourth generation. So, I mean, God holds a grudge. Okay. Um, So for those who hate me. Oh, no. (laughs) 
cursed. You make yourself sad? <laughs> oh no, I just guess I'm cursed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't hate him. I just don't know him. Mm. Just, um, yeah. So let me say that again. Uh, so, just because I was laughing while I was saying it. But um, God warns that he is a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Yeah, so wow. hold your grudge. Um, the recommended way to break the generational curse is to repent and find salvation. Convenient. Convenient. Yeah. We have more. Let's go to Egypt. Um, so My favorite. Here's, here's the thing. Uh, speaking of the mummy, I mean, yeah. exact example of this situation. Um, the mummy, if you haven't seen it with Brandon Fraser, one of the best movies of all time, they there's a curse. They release a curse, right? And um, this is cursed, and that is cursed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's from the second one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Me and my brother say that to each other all the time. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, they're not real. <laughs> like, there wasn't as many curses as people think there were. Like, every pyramid and tomb is not cursed. It's like, um, right. there are warnings saying, like, you are entering the tomb of, like, this high dude. Like, stop. Yeah. You know? Like, you're being um, a dick. Yeah, basically, you're being a dick. The gods are watching. Yeah, um, but there's no. I mean, there are some, very rare, but they are there, but not yeah. as many as people think. Like when we yeah. open the tomb, we like I was there, open the tomb of King Tutankhamen, uh, mm-hmm. King Tut. They would say there was a curse because it like a lot of people kept dying, mm-hmm. um, but that's just because they opened a tomb that was thousands of years old and it was like falling apart on people like hello hello i mean i'm sure there was also some like aggravated spirits in there but yeah still um but there wasn't like a specific curse in very rare very rare but not not i don't think i mean i could be wrong but um not anything very specific and uh so mostly it was like warnings to stop like um, grave robbers and things like that because people knew about them then, you know? Yeah. They, they've always been around. Um, people are yeah, those dudes were buried with, like, treasure. Oh, treasure. tons of treasure. Treasure. Lots of treasure. Tons. Tons. Um, did you know we still haven't found Cleopatra's tomb? I didn't know that. I did not. I've never even thought about that. Yeah, no, we haven't. Huh. I was watching a thing on the History Channel. Interesting. 2020, man. Now's the time. No, no. <laughs> that one probably has a curse on it. Probably. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so it was mostly warnings or wards um, just to kind of like preserve the purity of the tomb, the ritual okay. purity specifically, because tombs and pyramids and such were an extremely religious experience. Um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so it's kind of like, please don't mess this up. It's great robbing. It's like us yeah. going, like just going to a... Oh, oh, what the hell is it called? Graveyard cemetery. I'm being like, that one looks cool. And then just like digging people up. Like, it's yes, grave exactly. robbing. <laughs> Somebody's grave. 
so the next one <laughs> is the evil eye, um, which is very well known, uh, yeah. but it's extremely ancient, uh, known around the world. It dates back to the Paleolithic period, which is wow. real old. Okay. That's um, old. <laughs> Yeah, and it's still used today um, as a ward in many cultures, especially the Middle East, Latin America, Africa, Central America, Asia, and Europe. Uh, oh, and the Mediterranean, which is a big one. Um, and it's a malevolent glare or a physical yeah. representation um, mm -hmm. to cause uh, bad luck or injury and is a curse sometimes believed to be caused by feelings of jealousy, possession of certain eye colors, um, and being over-complimentary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like, don't be fake. Talk, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the evil eye is one that if you do use and you do appreciate, um, just do your research on the heritage of that because that could easily be cultural appropriation if you're not careful. I've never, um, I mean, I see it all the time, but I've never thought to use it before. Yeah. Now I wonder. I, mean, I just but, try to be mindful just because, I mean, we're in that, we're in that, what's it called? Yeah, it's good that people are being um, we're more. We're in that cultural revolution, which is fantastic. And I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I want to be. Yeah, people are being more sensitive possible. to other people's yes. cultures, which is always a good thing. Yeah. I just want to be as appropriate as possible. Uh, let's see. Um, because the belief in the power of the evil eye is so pervasive around the world um, that you can find talismans and amulets all over the place. Yeah. You've, you've seen them. You know what I'm talking about. The blue with the white. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So before you curse, I got the, this from the Traveling Witch. There are some questions you want to sit down and ask yourself. Okay. Because mm -hmm. um, when you curse, you're dealing with different things right you're you right. might be dealing with your spirit guides your your deities the elements some people may practice and the belief in karma some people may um, practice the belief in the threefold rule so you just gotta yeah. think about it right yeah so do you still want that person in your life do you want to keep them around if you do maybe cursing them is not the best idea um but if you yeah. don't curse away do you want them to learn a lesson? Is there a specific lesson that you want them to learn? If so, okay. you need to prepare your curse or your hex in the way that that lesson will be taught. Are you willing to be responsible for any unseen outcomes? Consequences. That's a big one. Yeah. That's a big one. Do you understand that your intended may actually change and possibly in a physically or even negative way if it backfires? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be ready for those kind of consequences like what if you want someone to change and they change and they maybe it's like a, a significant other or someone and you want to try to teach them a lesson or change and then they do change and then they leave you then they're worse yeah um you need to keep in mind that sorry like, when they leave you that's like <laughs> the ultimate <laughs> karma it's like i want you to be i want you to better yourself and then they better themselves and they're like i'm out of here Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I mean, you have to think about that, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, you have to keep in mind that physical things could happen. Like yeah. if you wish bad luck on someone, what if they get in a car accident? What if they, they lose, lose their job? Yeah. So you have to keep in mind 
um, those. And then with all of that in mind, you have to keep in mind the possible guilt, anxiety that might come Mm -hmm. along with any of these consequences that you may or may not have wanted to happen. Mm -hmm. Or there might be a lot of relief in your future. Who knows? It could go both ways. Yeah. So after you sit down and you answer all those questions, you have to kind of like think about, are you more or less likely to attempt your curse or your jinx or your hex um, with your answers? Yeah. Kind of like think on it. It's not, um, I do personally feel after doing all this research is that cursing and hexing isn't something that you might want to do in a spontaneous manner. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just thinking that, yeah. Because like you'll see when I go a little bit more in, there are more spontaneous ones that you can just do like on the spot, um, Mm -hmm. like evil eye or spitting, for example, which those might not hold a lot of weight in the long term. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So let's talk really briefly about some pros and cons. Okay. So like those who may be against cursing in the witchcraft practice. All right. Mm So in Wicca, there is the big rule of three, threefold law, law of return, right? Mm -hmm. And that we've talked about it, but basically whatever you put out in the world comes back to you three times, threefold. Yeah. And that can be your negativity. That could be your positivity either way. Um, Not a lot of people get karma and the threefold law. They kind of lump them together and they're very different. Yeah. Um, And karma should be practiced by people who... Um, understand and know the background because I know we always say, oh, karma, um, but we don't know what we're talking about. You might. Yeah, it's more of like a colloquialism at this point. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the those who faithfully practice the threefold law, in my experience and in my research, are against cursing because if you put a curse out into the world it is going to come back at you eventually um so that is kind of like and against you may uh worship or practice or have an altar to deities who aren't associated with revenge or any of these Mm -hmm. things so they might not work well with curses or hexes so you have to keep that in mind like who's in your corner and is it really going to work yeah And then one of the biggest things is kind of like ethics, morality, I guess. Right. Um, uh, When I was reading this part, I don't know if any of you watch, but um, The Good Place, Chidi just comes to mind. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't think Chidi would ever curse anybody. No. Yeah. (laughs) But um, it's just that stumbling block of good versus bad. What is really good? What is really bad? And so if you look at, if you think about it in the black and white terms um, of no gray area, then cursing is bad. You know, you're you're wanting bad luck or something negative or harmful to happen to someone else. And so why would you do that? Right. Okay. Now let's go to the four column. Okay. (laughs) So one thing is that cursing and hexing, Um, kind of got convoluted along the way with the Christians, as things always do. And especially Mm -hmm. with the move to um, the aggressive colonization of the Americas, right? And when we came over and started making our um, settlements in Jamestown and Virginia and all these things. You came over. I came over. I was already here. I'm sorry. (laughs) I wouldn't have come. (laughs) 
<laughs> if you had known, <laughs> you wouldn't have come. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. No. No, but no, really. my, yeah, reals. Mm. I wouldn't have come. Yeah, I know. I would have been like, I'm sorry. If anybody <laughs> knows Jess, they know that her number one rule is no colonization. I hate colonization. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> So it got it got all messy, you know. You know, yeah. we talked about the witch before, mm-hmm. um, the double V, you know, um, the witch. The witch. Uh, so hex is actually it's a German word, um, and then the Dutch Pennsylvanian kind of German Dutch Pennsylvanian groups brought it over, and mm-hmm. hex was really at the beginning, um, and its true meaning is just spell work, just witchcraft. I didn't know it was a German word. Yeah, oh, and so. They kind of just turned that word on its side, as with everything else the Christians do, mm-hmm. and it kind of made it negative. But it's the he- the word hex just kind of meant generally witchcraft. Okay. Okay. Um. So that's one thing. It was like, well, it wasn't negative to begin with. That's like everything that yeah they put their hands on yes. that wasn't Christianity. Exactly. And yeah. then we have um, media. All the way back from freaking hand-pressed pamphlets to mm. now where we have sh- witchy shows or movies and there's like these curses and things that are just like really horrible and evil when most yeah. of the time it's just like, I just want this dude to have a bad day. You yeah. Know? It's a little payback. Um, or like learn the lesson not to cheat on someone or learn the lesson to not steal or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. Don't stop being a dick. Most of the time like, it's not life or death. No, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it could be, and people do, but not most of the time. True, true. Uh, let's see. So I wanted to talk about the threefold law again really quick because I've been seeing this come up a lot in our witchy kind of like Facebook groups and different forums. Mm-hmm. Is that, and I don't, I want to preface this by saying I don't know the history of this. I don't know. Like I looked into it a little bit, but it's just something I've been hearing. Um, the threefold law kind of came about it was really pushed um in recent times i believe in like the early 80s late 70s mm-hmm. um by a specific woman who kind of like really started to push this it's always kind of been around as a ethical concept in the craft mm-hmm. um but like i guess the terminology of it but there are some people who are starting to argue that the threefold law really is a push from the um abrahamic religions christianity and catholicism mm-hmm. who are pushing don't do bad things like God is watching you yeah. and like kind of like that same thing with turning the pagan holidays to Christian holidays and Catholic right. holidays and things like that. It's trying to make the craft not as aggressive okay. um, when at the beginning we don't know if our Just ancestors like believed in that. Reigning you know? in some of that power. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And some, a lot of what I've been seeing is that the threefold law, I mean, you can follow it, sure, but there's nothing really substantial that backs it up because hmm. good things happen to bad people all the time and they can be good all, all the, time. the time, constantly. So, where's the proof? You know? Yeah. So well, yeah, I feel like the, the threefold law is in, in theory, it can be. A warning or it can be kind of like a comfort. Yeah. You know, kind of like the karma thing. Well, you know, where we say, well, you know, he's going to get what's coming to him, you know, like, or they're going to get what's coming to them. Yes. But as we've seen time and time again in our history 
and in even modern times, good things don't always happen to good people and bad things don't always happen to bad people. It's just, there is no black and white. Exactly. How, how nice would it be if that's the way that the universe worked for reals? But it's all and going no and going along with that one of the, the last example I have here is that morality isn't universal right so yeah. like your moral values may not be the same as my moral values may not be the same mm-hmm. as his moral values you know mm-hmm. what's right and wrong for one per- person one culture is not the same for everybody mm-hmm. and so cursing kind of falls in that that pile where mm-hmm. for one culture it could be very traditional when in another if you're in a super Christian household, it might be like the worst thing ever. Yeah. So it really just depends. Yeah. That I really love that statement. Morality isn't universal. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's true. I, I read something once talking about um, people and how you shouldn't, it goes along with the same thing. You shouldn't always assume people are coming from the same place as you are or have oh, the yeah, same, sure. have the same, I guess, morals as you do. Yeah, exactly. Because they don't. They don't. You have no idea what's in their heart. And even if you have the same guideline of moral values, you Mm -hmm. don't have the same definition. Yeah. Uh So, so, yeah. I mean, morality isn't universal. I like that. Put that on a t-shirt. For reals. All right. So before we jump into the last bit, let's take a break. Hello, Sit for a Spell listeners. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? With everything going on in the world right now, James and I have been feeling the stress and have been experiencing extra anxiety. And we know a lot of you have been feeling the same way, which is why BetterHelp, that's better, H-E-L-P, may be right for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. That's right, Jess. And did you know you can start communicating in under 48 hours? Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is actual professional counseling done securely online. There's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in your area. The -hmm. service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if and when you ever need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is huge in the COVID-19 world. That is awesome. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using BetterHelp that they're hiring new counselors in all 50 states. Yeah, get on that. Mm -hmm. Get on this too. Special offer for Sit for a Spell listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell that's better h-e-l-p.com slash sit for a spell and we're back yay Yay. what a break 
what a break okay so let's talk about just um real quick the types of cursing jinxing what not you can choose to do um some of these you would do based off of your heritage some you would do because you want to it's up to you really just do your research um so there is some cursing and jinxing that you can do in the hoodoo practice if that is something that you actively practice um, from african and african-american cultures like i talked about before uh, you could use the word hex which is that german translation mm-hmm. um, which has since turned negative and people do like to use it in place of the word curse yeah um i guess we've embraced it <laughs> uh, um, there's the evil eye from that Middle Eastern and Mediterranean groups. There's general cursing with words, um, use of spell or objects. Um, so you can spit at someone. You've probably yeah. seen this in mm-hmm. films or even in person. Again, I think this is a heritage thing. Yeah, it definitely it's is. a cultural thing. Yeah. So just be mindful again of that. And then... These other ones are kind of like open practice. So a uh, quick verbal. So you can, if you just have some in your kind of like witchy tool belt in your brain, you can just kind of like say a really simple sentence out loud or under your breath in the direction of someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, those I don't think are quite long term, um, but they might give some bad luck or um, cause someone to have a bad day if yeah. they like you know, yeah. cross your path the wrong way. Um, there are written curses or hexes. So writing on a piece of paper, uh, keeping it near the intended. Um, so what you would do is you can write on a post-it note, piece of paper, whatever. You can write out a full sentence uh, curse or hex. You can just put their name on it. You can put some keywords on it of things that you want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um you can use sigils, you can use runes, whatever you want. You just put it on this piece of paper and then you'll want to maybe slip it in their pocket or put it in their purse or keep it in their car. I don't know how you're going to do that, if, but, you know, figure yeah. it out. And then um, that's all you got to do. That's like Thinking <laughs> back on this, I think the first spell I ever did was a curse. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you talk about that? The yeah, we talked about it was like a thing where you had to, it was like you had to do it at midnight on a certain yeah, day and yeah, like yeah, say yeah. a certain thing and burn four corners of a dollar. Then you had to give the person the dollar and they then uh-huh. they had to spend it. Yeah. And it worked. It's a little bit more intensive. Yeah. Yeah. It totally worked for like a day. That's very on brand for you. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. My first ever spell <laughs> was a curse. I mean... Just it's jump fine. right in. It's fine. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, I guess I'm more can... pro curse than I realized. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. um, you can do a long form curse, which would last longer, take more planning, take more materials. I'm going to give you an example of one in a minute. Um, but this one is more long lasting, more intense, more um, mm-hmm. energy. Right. Uh, and then there's object bound object bound curses so Mm. you can physically curse an object like a poppet or a picture Mm. or a doll i don't know don't do that um Mm. i mean you could if you wanted to but i mean you know be careful um or objects can be cursed by proxy 
So say if an object is near something um, very traumatizing or emotional that happens or really strong magic or um, is involved some way in a curse, then it can kind of like absorb that energy and become a cursed object and become very like bad luck um, and so on. So it's just one of those things where you kind of have to be mindful of. Yeah. Where and what you're doing. Yeah. Um, And very like specific in your intentions. Yes, exactly. Okay, so now I'm going to give you a very specific step-by-step example on um, how to curse someone. <laughs> so, Do it. You know. And this one I chose because I really like it. And mm-hmm. um, I think that this particular curse, hex, jinx, what have you, um, is I don't want to use the word safe because it's not fair. Fair, yeah, I like that word. Fair. So this is a mirror box using a mirror box. So mm. yeah, you've talked about this a few times. This is one of the most common ones um, that you can do. I think people do find some kind of comfort in this one. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. So its intent is to reflect the behaviors or actions back onto a person, which Mm -hmm. I think is why people use it so often. Cause it's not, it's not you saying, I want this to happen to you. You know, it's you saying you're a dick. I want your dickish behavior to go back at you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh It's pushing what they do back at them. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so, sorry, common (laughs) and prevalent. Um, So here's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can make your own mirror box or you can go on the interwebs and purchase one. Um, I, this is just my preference just cause I'm a crafty kind of person. I would want to make my own just cause it's fun. And because I feel like if you put the effort into all the steps, you know, yeah. um, you might get a little bit more bang for your buck. Um, So you can go to like Michael's or your local craft store and buy just like those super cheap, like little wooden that you can like paint or whatever. Yeah. Um, So, and then you can buy like bags of mirrors, mirror pieces, whatever you have handy. Um, And you can glue the inside of the box. So all six sides, the top, bottom, and then the sides Mm. with the mirror so that it's completely coated in mirror. Before you do that though, one of the things that I've seen in the research is that it's best to use a black box just for like containing energy. Yeah. Okay. Um, So you can paint the box inside and out black first and then you put the mirrors on the inside. Um, And then you can also inscribe the outside of the box, mm-hmm. sigils or runes um, or words, whatever you want to do. Okay. Um, so you're going to want to use, for the actual spell part, you're going to want to use a black or a white candle um, just because these are, the black is great for this kind of energy, white, multi-use. Um, mm-hmm. But then you can really use whatever color is associated with your desired outcome. Um, so you can use red for passion and anger. Yeah. Um, green for jealousy you know use those associative colors but in the in the spell work that i have here they use black you can add other objects inside your box 
So you can add associated herbs um, to just kind of like boost your energies, boost the emotions of what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, if it is within your wheelhouse, you can create a poppet of the person, stuff it with those herbs, put things. The part that gets a little more intense um, is the physical aspects of the person. So if you can get their hair, a, a fingernail, something, you know, yeah. um, that might intensify it. If you're comfortable with that, that's definitely mm-hmm. a comfort level situation. Um, and also a, what you, what kind of magic you practice. Yeah. You can put a picture in there of the person and then what, you do need to put in there with all of those things or with nothing is the piece of paper that you've written on explaining what you want to happen. So you can do that in fancy language. You could do it in like a spell format where things might like rhyme. Um, you can do whatever you want. Uh, right. Like this guy's a dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you could. <laughs> right. Mitch McConnell is a dick. Mitch McConnell is a horrible <laughs> human. <laughs> Please make him fall in his face. No, that's <laughs> on TV. Curse. That's not this curse. But uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. So you have your box. Your uh, you've painted it or you've colored it black. You have your mirrors inside it. You can create a poppet. You can put a picture. You can put herbs. You can put whatever you want in that box. But just make sure you have your inscription paper in there. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Then. With your candle, you're going to want some kind of, a lot of people like to use anointing, anointing, (laughs) anointing oils, um, just for protection for yourself when you're doing spell work, just because that's always a good idea, you know? Um, And so you would anoint your candle. You could also inscribe things on your candle. So maybe you have Mm -hmm. a keyword, like a trigger word um, for what you're hoping to happen, maybe revenge or maybe like reflect or something you know maybe the person's name uh, maybe a sigil you have a preference for um, some runes you can use are I apologize for the pronunciation but the um, Ansus rune which is for communication truth wisdom and insight or if you're really angry you could use the um, Hagalaz rune which is for like loss destruction and change mm. so you can use those kinds of things and then you're going to put all your stuff in your box okay Mm-hmm. And um, you are going to then have either the, the where I got this from, they said they used black um, mechanical tape. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or you can use black thread, you can use black yarn, black ribbon, whatever you want. And you're going to have all your items in your box, close your box. And then as you're binding the box closed, because you're going to mm-hmm. close it, mm-hmm. you're going to say... This mirror box will reflect any ill wishes, angers, and lies back at the target. And you can always change those words. Um, This mirror will protect myself and my family from their negativity. No matter where they turn, their nastiness or put in a new word um, Mm -hmm. will be shown to them. It will be given to them. There is no place for them to hide. Mm -hmm. Love it. I love that. (laughs) So obviously you can change those little words, right? You can change anger to oppression you can change lies yeah. to massageness <laughs> yeah you do what you will um you can change you can take the family out and just put yourself you can if you're doing this for a friend you could say protect so and so you right. know so many things you can do to personalize this yeah make it your own yeah then 
um, you want to kind of like hold on to it and visualize it happening. Envision these things, kind of like have a story go through your head. So once it's all bound, you want to hold it still and whatever you put in the box, you want to say. So um, I want this puppet or this picture or these words to represent so-and-so. Let's mm-hmm. say Bob. I want them to represent Bob. Um, mirrors to reflect their ill. Black box to turn negativity. Black whatever you use. Tape. Yarn. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, tape. Black tape to bind them. And you want to say that three times. So I'll say it again. Let's just say you only put words in the box. Okay. And I'm going to use the word Bob. So <laughs> you're holding it. You're going to say three times. Words to represent Bob. Mirrors to reflect their ill. Black box to turn negativity. Black tape to bind them. I'm going to say that three times. Yeah. Interchange it. Yeah. Place the box somewhere where it won't be disturbed. You can put it if you are, if you're able to get close to them, you can put it at their house somewhere, maybe under a bush or uh, oh, something. Okay. Um, you can, it says try not to keep it at your house because it, it does, it is a negative object. Yeah. Um, so maybe if you can't keep it somewhere else, maybe you keep it in your backyard or something. Mm-hmm. You just want to make sure that like people aren't going to come across it and move it. Yeah. You know? Like, or handle it too much. Yeah. If there's kids in your house, kids in that house, neighborhood kids, you just don't, you don't want kids to get a hold of a black taped up mirror box. Okay. Yeah. So just be mindful of that. Um, if you're satisfied with the turnout, depending on how valuable the box is to you, you could um, destroy it, burn it, um, get rid of it, release the energy, do do a circle to release the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of all your spell work, when you're done, just make sure to cleanse your space and ground yourself just because yeah. it is kind of like a hefty, it's a hefty process. Yeah, for sure. So that is my favorite curse. That's... um. I like that a lot. And I've never done it. No, neither have I, but I like I the concept. Do it. I like the I concept of it. it. Yeah. And it seems very personalizable. Yes. If that's does. a word. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. And yes, it is. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's a really good one. Yeah. And Name it seems, I like it because it's like, you're, they're just getting what's coming to them, basically. Exactly. Exactly. It's just a reflection of themselves. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, last little bit. How to break a curse if one is mm. put on you. Very, Very useful. Important. Very useful. Okay. The first step is, are you even cursed? Or are you just, like, unlucky? <laughs> right. Yeah. So you're going to ask yourself some questions. Uh, I got, again, I got this from the traveling witch. Um, do you know for certain that you're cursed? Do you? Um, yeah. If no, what makes you think you're cursed? You have to think of all these like specific details, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you know you're for sure cursed, you know who cursed you. That would be important to know. The more information you gather, the better, right? Because mm-hmm. it'll help you out. What kinds of effects is it having on you? Is it affecting you? Is it affecting more people? Is it affecting your car? Is it affecting your house? Is it affecting right. your job? Like, what is it? Where's the pinpoint there? Yeah. Right? Okay. The second step is then to reflect. So when trying to break any curse, you always need to try... Um, a reflecting spell, I guess, okay. if you would like to. So it's just a method of sending the magic back to the caster. Um, so you can try that first and see if it works. 
Uh, it can be very effective, but it's not going to work with more intensive ones. It might work with some of those shorter term ones, you know, mm-hmm. um, or someone maybe who didn't have a lot of experience and it's weak. Um, so just be careful. Yeah. Step three is um, to try a simple spell, a simple curse breaking spell. Mm-hmm. So there's a few different ways that you can break curses and some of them are, are pretty quick. Um, so you can try a couple of these to see if it works. One of the ways you can do this is let a source of living water carry it away. So you're going to go to a natural water source like a river, a lake, or an ocean if you have one available to you. Mm-hmm. Even the tiniest little creek that has moving water, you know, okay. and you're going to get in it. Okay. And mm-hmm. then you're just going to kind of like let it cleanse you. Yeah. And like have intentions and kind of meditate and think about it and yeah, yeah, yeah. out loud verbally say like water, take it away if you want to add some stuff to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Another quick way is to burn a bay leaf at dawn and again at sunset. So you go outside at dawn, you go outside at sunset, you burn so a bay leaf. Funny. I know, but if you're cursed, I mean, you're going to do True. something. <laughs> um, you're going to allow the smoke to kind of like go over you. And when the leaves have finished burning all together, you're going to let them kind of like scatter into the wind. That's an easy peasy. Yeah. Use selenite to cleanse your energy field mm-hmm. um, and break the hold. So if you do a circle or if you do grounding, you might want to do that first. Have your selenite ready. Kind of do intentions with it and kind of just like walk yourself through that process. Yeah. Um, another really good way is to take a bath. So you might put some cleansing herbs in there like bay leaves, fennel, jasmine, and nettles. Um mm-hmm careful with nettles and just kind of like put some Epsom salt in there for extra cleansing and just meditate and kind of like do intentions in there to kind of like cleanse. And then you may want to get out and ground and maybe do it. Mm -hmm. Clean your house, clean your house with water infused with any of those same herbs, the bay leaves, fennel, jasmine, nettles, maybe have like a handy dandy little water bottle that they may have sprayed into. Yeah. Spray around. Clean your windows, um, your window seals, your door openings, handles, all that mm-hmm. stuff. You know, freshen up your house. Maybe do um, a smoke cleansing um, with rosemary or um, use those bay lavender. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and then if any of those don't work, then you gotta go big. You gotta go yeah. big. All right, so you gotta you gotta bring in the force. Okay, not the Jedi force. I mean, you could if you wanted to. I mean, yeah, whatever floats your boat. If the, you can't reflect the curse back, if you can't do one of the simple methods, you got to try this out. So here's what you need. You need air drying clay, which you can find at any craft store, Amazon, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, water charged by the sun's energy, preferably at noon. Mm. So just put a water bottle outside. Yeah. Um, a slip of paper and a pen. Red ink is preferable. A bay leaf, a black candle, a fire safe container, um, mm-hmm. a tool for writing in the clay. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, you could use you could use like a butter knife. You could use a yeah. chopstick. You could use a, a stick if you want to oh. be fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, you need a hammer. That's fun. Um, <laughs> so, and you're gonna want to perform this spell at night. It'll be its most effective. Um, I don't know if you want to wait for this, if unless the timing's right. But you want to perform it during a new or waning moon. Mm, You're going to cleanse yourself first, um, ground yourself, do your circle, whatever you want to do. And then um, you're going to light your candle, write down on the piece of paper all of the effects that the curse has had on you or is having on you. Be extremely specific and be thorough. 
Mm. When you have everything written down, fold the bay leaf into the paper and set it all on fire in your fire safe container mm-hmm. um, and allow it to burn completely okay until it's only ash when the ashes are finished um, smoldering kind of when they cooled off a little bit take some of the clay just like a small little bit kind of enough to make like a little talisman or like little thing and then you're gonna put a little drop of your solar water on it just to kind of like soften everything up and you're going to mix the ashes into the clay thoroughly and roll the clay into a ball and then flatten it into a disc okay you want to make sure it's not too thin um on one side you're going to inscribe the words so you might need to i don't know use something thin for this Mm -hmm. Uh, no more befouled again unbound again unbidden okay okay on the other side, inscribe a symbol to represent the curse. It could be a sigil. It could be a rune. It could be just a doodle, whatever you want. Yeah. And you're going to close your ritual space, blow out the candle, and let the talisman dry according to your clay directions. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, when the talisman is completely dry, you're going to take it outside early on the morning. Allow it to sit in the sun until noon. Like, let it bake. Let it get that sunlight in there. Mm-hmm. Um, carry it with you everywhere you go, and it'll absorb the energy from the curse, preventing it from affecting you. And on the next new moon, take the talisman and smash it. I like that Fun. part. <laughs> so then you're rendering the curse um, useless because it's all of that curse energy is absorbed into the talisman. Mm-hmm. It's useless and broken. You're going to dispose of the shards outside of your home. Um Because this is clay and just ash, you might be able to bury it if you want to. Mm -hmm. Throw it away in the trash can. Um, Yeah. Put it in the uh, garbage outside. Yeah. So, and then um, you might need to wait a little bit, like a couple days, to see if it worked. Um, And if it did work, congratulations. You did it. Um, If it didn't work... Uh-oh. You might need to talk to some people. Uh, you might need to toughen up a little bit and try to seek out the person who cursed you, if you know who it was, and try to make amends. You mm-hmm. might need to find someone um, to help support you in another curse-breaking situation. Yeah. Um, use your resources because it might just be super strong and that person might have just been super angry. Yeah. But if, I mean, again, if it did work, uh, one of the things that you can do after just to cleanse is to just cleanse your home again. Yeah. Um, smoke cleanse or um, water cleanse or whatever you like to do to cleanse uh, sound. Oil. Yeah. yeah, cleanse your home, cleanse yourself, kind of like start fresh. And maybe think about why you were cursed. Yeah. In the first place. What happened there? Yeah. So... That's cursing slash hexing slash not victim shaming, but no. most people don't get cursed for no for, reason. For no reason. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. That's that. Very interesting. Funsies. Yeah. Thank you for that. That was um very enlightening. Um, we don't. I guess I've been swayed. <laughs> I don't know. If I was, I guess I'm like middle leaning towards. Yes, now. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel would, like it's very situational. 
it is very situational. I would definitely do a mirror box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I was ever going to curse someone, I'm going to keep that in my, like, like I said before, witchy tool belt. Yeah. But, uh, I haven't had any reason to, I mean, I'm sure I've had reason, but. I also just like, personally, this is just my a personal like belief I guess Mm -hmm. I don't give people enough space in my energy field or in my life or in my uh, subconscious or conscious to even want to curse somebody at this point very true you know like Mm -hmm. um, to me when people are rude or they do something wrong or I've had some people do very bad things to me sometimes yeah or people that I love and um I just at this point don't feel like it's worth the energy. No. But that's not to say that someone won't do something to me or to a loved one in the future. I'm not um, writing it off, but that's just how I personally feel about it. Yeah. Definitely not. Definitely not anti hexing. Yeah, no. And I think with me, my um, specific personality, I don't know how uh, you have to have the energy and the and the determination to make something work, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think with the way that my specific personality is, I I don't know if I would like mean it. <laughs> you know? I don't think you would mean it either. <laughs> like you'd be like, I, I hope try. this person spills their soup. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and that's what it would be. <laughs> Just like, um, like in our friend group. If you make Jess mad, you know you fucked up. Like happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like if Jess is upset about it, like, ooh, it's bad. (laughs) Yeah. And that's it's very rare. It's very rare. Yeah. Um, And I have intense internal guilt. I have you don't even know. Yeah. And for a multitude of reasons. And then like just my anxiety and I would mm-hmm. I just would feel too guilty even if I was so mad even if I was hated someone I would feel so yeah. guilty that I don't we, know. We've definitely been in those situations where justifiably you had your anger and then later you were like was that too far and I'm like no. Yeah. <laughs> Have you met me? Oh, Jess and I are like pretty opposite time. with these things. Yeah. <laughs> I will text James and I'll be like what's that mean? I'm like hell no. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. And I, I'm the opposite where I say things out of anger sometimes that later I still have the same guilt, but then I'm like, man, well, I said what I said and I meant it at the time. So, yeah, but, um, I'm sometimes I let my mouth get me in trouble, but <laughs> it's okay. I'm really mean in my head. You're mean to but, yourself. Well, yeah, <laughs> we all. But, like, I'm really mean in my head. Yeah. And then I feel guilty about it. (laughs) (laughs) And you're not even Catholic. (laughs) Uh, I know. I wasn't even raised Catholic. I wasn't raised religious at all. Well, I had some very mild Episcopalian experiences. Um, I definitely get my guilt from my Catholic upbringing, so. Yeah, I had Catholic light. Which not all people do. It must just be, like, I'm just, like, pre what is it i have that predisposition of guilt yeah i work on it a lot in therapy i really do 
It's like one of the main things we talk about. Yeah. If I ever went, that would probably be on the top of my list. Yeah. Well, so that's it on curses. I hope you got something out of it. Um, Very educational. Yeah. Just uh, another quick reminder at the end, our giveaway starts in two days and it'll go from October 17th to October 31st. Um, It's just a quick like, like, follow tag on our Instagram. We're not trying to um, make you do anything. Yeah, we don't want you to jump through hoops or whatever. This is purely a gratitude, thank you, happy Halloween Celebration. Yeah. But yeah, we're almost there. We're almost to our one year almost anniversary. So what a year. <sighs> what a year. Lots a lot have happened. We'll talk about it. A lot. <laughs> we'll have a recap. <laughs> we will. Well, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you so much. And um, hopefully you use some of these very helpful tips. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit for a Spell. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed, blessed be. be.